episode nine. Wow, what an episode. You're going to like this one. This one really builds. Uh, before we get started, I'd just like to ask, as I always do, if you could continue to help us grow the show. Tell everyone, tell your friends, tell your nana, you know, post about it, graffiti it on a high school mirror. Uh, like and share, get involved on social media, tweet us, tweet about us. Anyway, I'm going on again. Here's episode nine. Welcome once again to the Pottervision Podcast, the podcast where every week, myself, Lucas Kirkby, and my good old pal, Tom Lawrence, we sit down and we analyse and chat about a chapter of the Harry Potter books. This week, we're getting to the halfway stage of the first book. It's chapter nine. It's the Midnight Jewel. Tom, what's a cooking? <laughs> I realise every day I say, how are you, in every episode, and Dear, I wanted to change it up this week. keep it that way. Come on. What, what about what's a where, cooking? Where have you learned what's a cooking from? I don't know, it just came out of my mind. Ready, steady, soul. cook, I bet. Yeah, that Watching Ainsley old Harrier. episodes of that. Well, what I want to know is, how are you? I'm good, thank you, Anthony Worrell Thompson. <laughs> I'm doing very, very well. I've got some vegetables, I've got some carrots, peas in this bag. I'm going to make something out of it, but I don't know what. How's your week been? That's what I want to know. Let's get to, <laughs> let's get to the meat of it. It's been good, it's been good. I've been uh, doing my work, doing my work. But today, this morning and yesterday morning, me and my wonderful girlfriend, we've been walking through Heaton Park in Manchester. Mm. And, oh, it's the largest municipally owned park in Europe. And my goodness, it's a lovely one. And so many dogs, we're very broody about having a dog oh really mm. can I ask you a personal question yeah was the weather crisped this morning was it crisp it was crisp it was very crisp you know the dew was still on the grass sounds like a perfect autumn walk really you nice. thinking about getting a dog and well we know we're gonna wait I think you know think about it. looking at dogs makes us want dogs a big one small one one as big as your head. <laughs> Is that a lovely bunch of coconuts? I don't know. I don't know. How has your week been, my fair Tom? Oh, you know me, Mr Kirkby. Trials, tribulations, all of my enemies shaking hands to conspire against me. Yeah. I'm driving my car. Yeah. Right? You know me. Beep, beep. Yeah, that's you. <laughs> I'm driving my car, right? Mm. And uh, it's at night. And I look... At my uh, driver's side mirror. Oh, yeah. And I go, that's funny. The mirror's frozen over. But not only is the mirror frozen over, I'm looking at it going, the mirror has frozen over black. What? And I'm like, how weird is that? So I look over at my left, uh, the passenger side mirror, and I go, well, you look at that. Mm. The mirror's <laughs> is normal over there. Yeah. It's not frozen, nor being like frozen over black. Right. So I'm staring at this mirror. Right. Mm. And I'm going, why is this frozen over black? What is going on there? And it's got a funny streak on it. I was like, oh, someone yeah. gobbed on me mirror and it's frozen. Yeah. When would that have happened? Yeah. So I wound down my window and I look at the mirror and I reach my hand out and I touch it and yeah. I realise, oh, 
the bit of glass has fallen off. Oh. You know, the mirror bit. Oh. It just fought, and I was just looking at a black piece of plastic. <laughs> wow. I was thinking that story was heading, someone had used like a dry white marker and just coloured in your window. <laughs> no, wasn't that interesting? But no. what an interesting story. What an interesting story. If that's how we're starting the podcast. Yeah. What is entailed for the next 50 odd minutes? What is going to happen? <laughs> Have you had it replaced? Um, I ordered one and it's yeah. waiting to go on the car. Oh! What a week for both of but us. What a week we're both bloody at. A walk for you and a job for me. Oh, fantastic. Now, we've got a lot to get through in this chapter. Chapter 9, it was a big meaty wench. Would you like me to give you a bloody big rundown? Give me a rundown, boy. Okay, so chapter 9, the midnight duel. There's a poster up in the common room. We're going to do flying lessons, way. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. <laughs> it's with the Slytherins, damn nuggets. Now, they meet up with the Slytherins, and Malfoy is, you know, being a bit of a, a poo face. Uh-huh. And they're there, you know, Harry is, and naturally shouts up, the broom goes up... He gets on it, it's fantastic. Neville Longbottom, not having the best of times. He's floating away, he's going up, whoa! Mm. He's hanging off it, he falls down. He breaks his wrist. And Madame Hooch, the flying teacher, takes him off to the hospital wing. Now, earlier on, Neville had a lovely gift from his grandma, a remember-all, which is like a big crystal ball that goes red and cloudy to tell you that you've forgotten something. Uh Now, he drops this, falling off the broom, and Malfoy decides to steal it. Harry is having none of that. Malfoy flies off with it. Harry chases him. It's against the school rules. But it turns out Harry is an absolute natural with a broom. Mm. It's like he was born with one. It was fantastic. And Malfoy chucks the remembral. It goes down. But Harry does this amazing swoop dive and he catches it and it's fantastic. But... Professor McGonagall catches him. Oh, he shouldn't have been flying. Professor McGonagall's caught him. He thinks he's in trouble. She marches him round the school. He's going to get expelled. She asks for wood. What's wood? It's a boy. It's the Quidditch captain. He's not going to be punished. He's going to be the seeker of the Quidditch team. (laughs) So anyway, next thing we know, we're in the Great Hall. Harry's boasting. He's bragging. I'm the first Quidditch player in the century who's got into the team in my first year. Malfoy's not happy about this. He challenges Harry to a midnight duel. Oh! A wizard duel, what's that? We don't know. But anyway, they sneak out at night. Hermione tells them not to, but she follows them anyway because she gets stuck out. Neville comes along too. It's very exciting. They turn up to the trophy room, but Malfoy isn't there. It was a trap. Filch has been tipped off and him and Mrs Norris are trying to catch him, yeah, trying to find yeah, him. Yeah. They run off to escape and they run off, they hide, blah, 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 blah. They eventually, they're trapped at a door. Hermione uses a spell, they go in, but the corridor is not empty. There's a big, massive dog, it's got three heads. Oh! It's enormous, it's scary, whoa! <laughs> But they escape, they run off, and they get back to the common room. But Hermione, eagle-eyed person that she is, noticed that the dog was hiding a trap door. There was a trap door under it. Could be guarding something, and Harry assumes it's something to do with the grubby little package in Vault 713. Oh! The Midnight Jewel. 
What a jewel it was. <laughs> what a jewel. Yeah, it's very misleading, isn't it, this chapter? Yeah. Uh, you think there's going to be a jewel? Because uh, mm. that, that is what's advertised. Yep. Exactly yeah. not what it says on the tin. Yeah, I got to the second to last page. I'm like, when's this jewel going to happen? When's this jewel going to be? And it didn't come. So, start off in the uh, Quidditch, the uh, Gryffindor common room. They do, yeah. 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 And then they see, oh, flying lessons, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, Harry has never, never thought he'd meet a boy yeah. he hated more than Dudley. Yeah. Right? And it's happened. And it's happened. It's Draco Malfoy. Mm. Oh, can we list all the awful things that Draco's done to Harry? He's <laughs> bragged about having wealthy parents. No. He's always oh, uh, received a load of sweets in the post. Oh, no. he brags about what a good uh, broom handler he is. Oh, Draco, you're horrible. He is so much worse <laughs> than that boy that battered me for 11 years. Oh, he's horrendous. Oh, these mean things. He sniggers <laughs> at me in potions. Yeah. I hate him. Oh, I want it. And he, there's a point later on where he says he wants any excuse to fight <laughs> Malfoy. He's ready to punch this bloke. <laughs> but mm. we are two weeks into school. Yeah. And I don't know why Harry's flip flopped so much. Yeah. He's got he's done eleven years of being battered yeah. by uh, Dudley. Yeah. Two weeks in, he's like, I'm gonna cave Malfoy's head. <laughs> <laughs> they've only right. They've only been in Hogwarts for two weeks. I believe they just have double potions once a week. They have double potions. <laughs> yeah. So he's seen Malfoy once a week for a couple of hours. And across the hall at lunchtime and breakfast. Oh, he's doing me head in that bloke. <laughs> Harry, calm down. It's fine. He's all even like looking at me. Don't like it. He's just so ready for this fight. Harry, uh, I'm going to mention this a few times. Yeah. Harry does not come across well in any of this chapter. <laughs> For me, I've, I've gone off him, personally. Uh, I don't want to read any more, uh, but we'll get on to that. Um, yeah. He's the kind of... He wants an enemy. Yeah. This boy can't survive without an enemy. Yeah. Sometimes you'll be out and about, and you'll see a, a bloke, yeah. and you go to yourself, he's looking for a fight. Yeah. You'll be out in Manchester or something, there'll yeah. be a bloke strutting around, talking to himself, wanting someone to say something to him so he can fight him. Yeah. Harry's the same kind of person. Yeah. He's going to be in a nightclub toilet at one in the morning. You walk in, what are you looking at? <laughs> the urinal. <laughs> right, we'll watch it. Mm. <laughs> Honestly, I, I'm, I'm quite scared of Harry's aggression. They look at the post, they look at the, the notice on, on the, the, the wall, yeah. and it says, flying lessons with the Slytherins, and Harry goes, <laughs> typical. <laughs> typical, no, it's, it's fair, right? You, it's fair. right, you Gryffindors, each lesson you're going to be sharing with another house, <laughs> yeah. right? There's only three of us, the Slytherin, <laughs> Hufflepuff, and Ravenclaw, right? At the minute, you're doing charms... Potions, Transfiguration, Herbology, Defence Against the Dark Arts, History of Magic. Only one of them is with Slytherin. You're getting a good deal so yeah. far. There's a, there's only two now with, with flying. Get over yourself, Harry. Oh, I would have to learn how to fly in front of Malfoy, wouldn't I? Oh, I would have to... You, Harry, yeah. you're putting Malfoy on a pedestal. Yeah. He's not arsed. Yeah. He's not arsed. Oh, the boy with all the sweets. Are you kidding me? Harry, yeah. the amount of sweets you have, 
Yeah. Oh, the boy with all the sweets as he lugs his bin full of wine, <laughs> licorice all sorts. Yeah. But yeah, who, who cares? Just learn how to fly a broom. Mm. I'd be much more worried about learning in front of Ravenclaw's Terry Boots. They're all... That's just me. They're all, <laughs> they're all a bit nervous, aren't they? Yeah. Right? Hermione's nervous. Um, you can't... Uh, you can't read about how to no. fly a broom. She's got some tips from books and she starts telling everyone. Yeah. And Harry and Ron couldn't be more bored. Oh. <laughs> what has she done? Yeah. Nothing. They're like, oh my God, we've had two weeks of this girl being helpful, you yeah. know, giving us guidance. We can't stand her. And Neville, <laughs> he's not looking forward to uh, flying a broom. Because he's one of the only like uh, wizard-born children yeah. who's never uh, flown a broom before. Yeah. Because his grand wouldn't let him. And Harry silently thinks to himself, yeah, she's right. He privately agrees once again. <laughs> Harry takes himself, once ne- uh, Neville announces that, oh, so you all know, I know I'm a you know, wizard-born, but my grand's <laughs> never let me fly a broom. Yeah. Harry, pardon me. Takes himself off to one side of the uh, Gryffindor common room and says, I agree with that. <laughs> it's almost like a Shakespearean soliloquy, isn't it? Where, where they turn to the audience, but rather than a sonnet or a long speech, it's just Harry going, yeah, fair enough. Back to the group to continue the scene. Doing a GCSE snap out just yeah. to announce that. <laughs> I do have uh, a little note here, and it's just a note in my book. Is Neville dyspraxic? Uh, <laughs> He's a clumsy boy. He's a clumsy boy. Um, but I'm a bit concerned for him. Yes. So he's making a lot of mistakes, mm-hmm. isn't he? A lot of mistakes. And I kind of think... We know that he's been through a lot of abuse. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's written quite lightheartedly about... Yep. Uh, he's been thrown out of a window. Yeah. All that stuff. He's pushed been off a pier. Pushed off a pier. You'd be a nervous wreck. Yeah. You'd be all over the place. But they're like, oh. <laughs> Neville's only gone and flown off again in a nervous state and he's fallen on his face. <laughs> <laughs> they're just repairing his broken wrist now. Give <laughs> that boy. And um, from the impression I get of the Gryffindors yeah. so far is they're very full of themselves. Yeah. They're all over the place, aren't they? Yeah. Absolutely all over the place. They turn up to... Uh, the Quidditch, not the Quidditch, the uh, flying lessons. Yeah. Slytherins are already there. Yeah. Organised. On time. Punctual. Oh, no wonder. Oh, oh, Slytherin always win the house cup. Yeah, because they're playing by the rules. Yeah. They're on time. <laughs> punctual. They... Harry and Ron's attitude to good behaviour is just <laughs> terrible. Hermione tries to stop them from doing naughty things. Oh, shut up. <laughs> God, how can somebody be so interfering, Harry says at one point. Oh, the Slytherins were there before us. Yeah, early start. This is a good example that you two should be following, Harry and Ron. Oh, why am I having a go at Because I've not done the reading. You're having a go at me because I've not done the reading. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Oh, you're expecting me to remember what was in the book, are you, Professor Snape? Yeah. So they come out to the uh, Quidditch. Oh, yeah. No, I keep saying Quidditch. The flying lesson. The yeah. green. I'm guessing they're on the green. Yeah. Are, the, are they on the Quidditch green or are they on the... No, uh, I believe they're just on a, a field. I know from they? the field. I know from the film they're on the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they've all got the, the rubbish broomsticks out. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of reminds me a bit of um, school. You know, oh, the, yeah. the, the, the uh, textbooks you'd get at school. 
Oh, yeah. Or when you ever did, like, badminton at PE and your racket would have, like, a hole in it or a string hanging off. Yeah. <laughs> You'd hit a shot and the just little cock would go through the frame. <laughs> or the science books where you wouldn't have a back or a front cover. No. And then you turn to a page and it says, hey... Turn to page 22, and you are, oh, turn to page 22, and it's like, turn to page 1, and turn to page 1, turn to page 54, you're gay. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I found out. There we go. <laughs> Much like the half-blood prince, except rather than helpful notes of how to make the potions, it's just pictures of a penis. Just homophobic slurs. <laughs> um, yeah. Neville has a rememberal, and this is what Malfoy steals. Mm. Can you think of a more useless item than a rememberal? Why not a notepad? <laughs> where you can write down things to remember. The people who make these rememberals, they should redo it and actually have a rememberal that the smoke creates the words that tells you. Mm. Potions homework for tomorrow, don't forget. It's they, useless. They are, yeah. Because you're always going to forget something, aren't you? Maybe it'd trigger your memory. I don't know. I don't bloody know. Um, it's interesting, that. So, mm. he gets to remember all at breakfast. Yes. And Draco, he runs over and he snatches it, yeah? Mm-hmm. And they stand up, ready to fight him. Yeah. Yeah? Which teacher comes over? McGonagall. McGonagall. And he says, I was just looking. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Kids do that. Yeah. I'm 11 years old, mm. I'm feisty. Mm. Yeah. They want to fight him because yeah. he's got bad manners. We're going to punch him for not saying oh, please. The, the amount this boy brags. <laughs> what if Hermione was thinking about punching them too? Yeah. With the amount they tell her to shut up and they're always groaning at her. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Malfoy's such a big head. Five minutes later. Yes, I'm the youngest player in a century. I am, yes. Nobody's ever done it, I'd say. What, what, um, see, Harry and Ron in this chapter, what you can see, they're two weeks in, Mm. and they have struck up a friendship. Yeah. They've become fast pals, Mm -hmm. right? Mm. And I've noticed people, people like it, right? Yeah. People want to get involved. Mm. Hermione's like, hey, you know, lads, I've learnt this. And they're like, shut up. And then uh, Draco, he's seen them and he's like, his two mates are two thickies. Yeah. And, he, you know, he's bragging about, hey, oh, maybe they want to hear how good I am at Quidditch. Yeah. I'm like, will you shut up before we punch you? <laughs> <laughs> what is the attraction? Because they are very rude at the minute, aren't they? Imagine Draco Malfoy having to write home to his dad and being, hey, Draco, how's school going? You're two weeks in. Well, I've tried to make friends with a couple of lads, you know, who look like they're having a lot of fun, but they keep telling me to shut up. I told them how good I was at Quidditch, and they're not really interested. Oh, Drake, I'm sorry to hear that. Here's some sweets. Hey, lads, i got some sweets in the post. Do you want some? Oh, you! Bragging! I hate you! <laughs> Yeah. Go away. But McGonagall, McGonagall picks up that Malfoy's got the, the rememberal and she is on it when Harry is uh, on the on the broom. Yeah. I feel like she's a very good teacher and she is intervening early to stop events escalating. She's very good. If I was Dumbledore, I'd give her a raise. They get out onto the uh, um, the green. She goes, uh, put your hand over the broom, Madam Hooch. Mm-hmm. Is this the first we've seen her? Yeah, the first we've seen of old Hoochie. With, uh, what eyes does she have? She has eyes like a hawk. I believe they're yellow. Mm. Mm. Put your hand over your broom and say, up. 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 It's oh. not funny, Harry. Up. <laughs> <laughs> 
Harry uh, is a natural. Uh, yeah. He just says up. And he's amazing on the broom. Without having had any lessons, he just somehow knew what to do. But this makes me think, I'm thinking that for some reason, flying or the mm. ability to fly is hereditary. Charlie Weasley was in the team. He was one of the best Gryffindor Quidditch players ever. Fred and George are in the team now. They're beaters. Harry's dad was good now. Harry's good. Well, Harry says, mm. so he puts his hand over the broom and it instantly comes up. And he thinks to himself, oh, it must have something to do. Mm. The broom must know whether you act, like whether you want to fly it or yeah. not, or like your own confidence. Mm. So this boy has gone on with gone in with a hundred percent confidence already. Yeah. Not doubting himself at all. Yeah. Um you think in previous chapters he was like, Are you sure it's me? Oh, are they not gonna, you know, say they're gonna put the hat on my head and say there's gonna be some kind of mistake? Yeah. And he's gone, nah. With <laughs> flying, this is something I'll definitely be able to do. <laughs> What a turnaround, because only that morning he was like, oh, with the Slytherins, I'm going to fail in front of Malfoy. Yeah. Two hours later. <laughs> what's, what's he done? I reckon he's got pissed. I'm the best. He's got a bit of Dutch courage. Yeah. Drunk on pumpkin juice. He's ready to go. So then, um, yeah, so uh, Neville hurts himself. Yeah. Uh, Madame Hooch drags him off to the infirmary. Can I just say she is useless in a crisis? Madame Hooch, Right. <laughs> We're in a world where people can bewitch brooms and you can make a broom move, right? Mm-hmm. He's flying. She doesn't even give him advice. She doesn't even say, tilt the broom down, tilt the broom down, you'll come down. She just goes, come back, boy. <laughs> and, then, and then he falls off. She's like, all oh, right, better take you off to the hospital wing. Absolutely useless. Rubbish teacher. Any, um, any injuries at your school? Well, I'll tell, tell you something. I, uh, the only time I've ever broken a bone was at school. What did you break? A finger. I broke really? my middle finger. I Can I guess? Go on. A ball. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Tell me more. You tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> what else do you know? How, how did that happen? What was, what was going on? Um, I, can't, I don't know if you were inside or outside. What do you think? I want to say inside. Well, you're wrong. It was outside. <laughs> Your powers have left you. It was. I, I walked behind a football goal and somebody scored a goal and it went through the goal and hit my finger. Really? And uh, it was all like black and purple and swollen and a teacher was like, well, it'll be all right, it'll be all right. Took it to the hospital and uh, it was broken. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was there for ages, much like Neville actually, because he's, he doesn't come back that evening uh, and he says, it was hours, that, you know, they're at Quidditch at three o'clock. And it, when they go back at seven, eight o'clock, he's not there. So he's been in the hospital wing for four hours or something. Mm. But then he says it took her a minute to fix his finger. Where have I, you been? Yeah. How, what have you been doing or how long have you been waiting? <laughs> it's, it's taken one minute I've to just, do it. I've just been sleeping outside this portrait. <laughs> But I had to wait because the doctor forgot about me. Right? Oh my god! So he took he took an X ray of my finger. Yeah, I was waiting with my mum. It was about an hour then, and we were like, "What's going on? We're supposed to be waiting for this doctor." And he walked back into the room with a sandwich. <laughs> he was eating this sandwich. He went, "Oh, oh, I'm very sorry. I've forgotten all about you." <laughs> oh my god! He went to grab his bloody lunch. Oh my god! So take know. me back. What year was this in? 
Uh, maybe year eight. Year eight. Like that, High school boy. High school boy. He's got his t-shirt and his jumper and his grey trousers. Yeah. I know a bit if you remember. Keen <laughs> listeners will remember I had black trousers once I went to high school. And so you walk behind the uh, goalpost. Yeah. Uh, ball hit you. Bash. Yeah. Tears. Uh, no, no. Ow! Just an ow. And it, it was one of those where it kind of hurt and then it was numb and then it Oh, was your just... wedding ring finger? Uh, or the middle one, I can't remember. Your swearing finger? Yeah, exactly. I, I, it took me about three months to swear again. <laughs> it took a, it was a long recovery. <laughs> and that's funny because you only learnt swears in year seven or eight, didn't you? That's true, it was new, uh, the novelty hadn't yet worn off. I was swearing at everybody. I was like Mr Bean in an open top car in America, just swearing at everybody I saw. That's uh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Any other um, big injuries at school? Not you or the people? Um, I'm trying to think now. I, I can't remember many crazy... Oh, there was a kid in primary school who's, whose mum ran over his foot. <laughs> That's fun. He, uh, she dropped him off, yeah. first thing. Bye, Mum! She drives off over his foot. <laughs> and she didn't even stop. And he'd, he'd like, broken his toe. Oh! His own mum had run over his foot. Bye, Mum! Bye, Mum! Oh! Terrible. Terrible experience. Similar scene happens in Police Academy. Does it? Mm. Oh, yeah, hang on, it was in Police Academy. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Bye, Mum! <laughs> no, it did happen. Did um, you have any uh, big injuries yourself or, or peers? Hmm. I have never broken anything. Um, I might have sprained a wrist or something by falling yeah. on it. Mm. Um, any big injuries? My sister Sophie broke her arm in... High school, mm. she f- she was sat on some uh, handrail and fell off. Oh yeah, uh, but I was always jealous of the kids who did break limbs, broken leg. Yeah. You, you get the crutches, broken arm. People sign your cast. Yeah, I'd love that kind of attention. I remember you saying last week. Yeah, you know yeah. What I, uh, t- I think about it a lot to this day. Yeah, there was a point when um, I had a job once, and a oh, lot yeah. of people have this sensation mm. where they're in a job that they don't like so much, it's a full-time job generally, mm. after you've graduated uni, mm-hmm. uh, where you hate it that much, that you hope, on your way to work, something happens to you <laughs> that yeah. lands you in hospital. Mm. I used to have a job where I'd walk to work and think, ooh, I would love it if a car hit me just for a couple of weeks off. <laughs> and uh, you've recently had help with this, <laughs> and uh, you now lead in a much more fulfilling way of life. No, but it's like, don't... If, if you're in one of these jobs, you've got to leave. Get yourself together enough money for, like, rent for a while. Yeah. And, oh, just start looking now for a new job. Get out of there, listeners. Get out. Yeah. Because it's not worth it. Life's too short, so why kill yourself? Yeah. It's <laughs> never too late to have a change. If we've got any, you know, middle-aged listeners, 40s, 50s, and you're thinking you're stuck in a dead-end job, a change is as good as a rest. Get out there. See what you can achieve. My mum, right, she retired from the world of banking a few uh, years ago, and now she does what she's always wanted to do. She shows people round houses. Mm. She used to love watching Escape to the Country, location, 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 and now she has a whale of a time showing people round properties. Shout out, Mrs Kirkby! <laughs> Here we go, hello. <laughs> Mother, who I've been told uh, listens to this in the bath, so hello to you. Scrub-a-dub-dub, Mrs Kirkby! <laughs> <laughs> Right, so <laughs> now we've got that out of the way. Um, so, yes, talk to me, boy. 
Neville leaves behind the remembrance. <laughs> he forgot to take it with him, ironically. Uh, Malfoy picks it up. Yeah. Uh, Harry gives it out. Harry goes, uh, give it here, Malfoy. And then um, Malfoy says, <laughs> how about I leave it somewhere um, he can find it? Oh, yeah. no, in the film, my, one of my favourite lines ever, <laughs> Malfoy says, uh, maybe should, oh, Longbottom should have given this a squeeze. Uh, he would remember to land on his fat ass. <laughs> wow. And in a PG film as well. Wow. Fat ass. What a thing to be And saying. then he said, um, I think I'll keep it actually. Maybe I'll leave it somewhere uh, he'll find it. And in the film he says, How about on the roof? In an Australian accent for some reason. <laughs> he does not say that in an he Australian does. accent. He does. He goes, How about on the roof? How about on the roof, <laughs> Sheila? <laughs> Why don't you put this rememberal on the barbie? Put it on the roof. Um... <laughs> So Harry, go on. Harry's a natural. He's fantastic. It, Malfoy's good. He'll give him that. He'll give credit where he's mm. due. You know, Malfoy's good at flying. But Harry is fantastic. Malfoy chucks the thing up. He does this miraculous dive. He somehow knew what to do. Pulls up just at the right time. Catches the ball. And McGonagall is amazed. Mm-hmm. She sees him out the window. You know, I don't know what she gets up to most of the day because she seems to spend most of her time just watching children, mm-hmm. looking for trouble, seeing it, you know, starting up. Yeah. But uh, she takes him off and he thinks he's in trouble. And Har- Harry's logic is fantastic. He thinks, I'm going to get expelled and I'm going to end up being Hagrid's assistant. <laughs> Oh, and then he really sinks into this very quickly. He goes, oh, my God. He immediately thinks, well, he'll just become um, Hagrid's assistant. Because from his knowledge, yeah, he knows Hagrid got expelled and they made him gamekeeper. Gameskeeper position is taken, so they're going to make him (laughs) Hagrid's assistant. And he says, oh, it's going to be awful watching Ron become a wizard and me... You could leave the school. Yeah, you could leave the school. And he thinks, as Hagrid's assistant, his job is going to be carrying Hagrid's bag. Mm. So this giant is going to be walking around not carrying everything (laughs) while Harry is, like, lugging this massive bag. Harry's mental in this chapter. He assumes he's going to be Hagrid's assistant... Um, McGonagall goes into the class and goes, excuse me, can I borrow wood, please? Wood? Is wood a cane she's going to beat me with? Harry, calm down. They've got one cane between <laughs> all these teachers. Yeah. Uh, McGonagall, you'll have to borrow it later. <laughs> I'm using it at the moment. Can you come back in half an hour? Can I borrow wood? What I thought is, again, what is with the theatrics of this school? Mm. Mm. So McGonagall sees him. Yeah. And she says, whatever she says to him, Harry Potter, come with me. Yeah. Whatever she says. Yeah. And she goes, follow me. She storms off without saying anything mm-hmm. to him. So he thinks, I'm going to be expelled. Yeah. Madame Hooch said, if anyone leaves uh, the floor, yeah. uh, you'll be expelled quicker than you can say Quidditch. Yeah. So he thinks he's going to be expelled. Right? Mm. She drags him around. Right. And then, can I borrow wood? And I don't know what this is about. Brings out another student. Yeah. Uh, we found your new seeker. Why didn't you tell me that yeah. at the Quidditch match? Well, no, at the uh, at the green. At the green. Well, do you know what? I think McGonagall, you know, admits she accepts that Harry has done wrong. She yeah. does tell him it was a stupid thing to do. She's never seen anything like it before. I think she wants to make him sweat a bit. She wants to make him. I suffer. wonder when she decided though, because she's seen him do that dive. Yeah. And then she's gone right. You're being expelled. She starts walking. <laughs> yeah. And then actually. 
as she's walking. <laughs> that was a pretty good dive. Yeah. And then she good. starts running. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> secret of the Quidditch team, yeah. <laughs> Harry's hot on her tail, right? <laughs> she's thinking she can lose him. <laughs> she, walks she can't so lose quick. him. He has to run to keep up with her. She thinks, oh, quick, I'll get wood. <laughs> I just I love this and then Wood is walking around him like he's some kind of horse he's like oh yes built for a seeker too he's got the build he's got the speedy she says to uh, she says to Wood "Uh, I found you a seeker Wood's expression changed from puzzlement to delight <laughs> it's gone from old man Smithers to room full of hamburgers. It's been fantastic. What's going on? Hamburgers. <laughs> it's fantastic. Now we we get this is the point where we see Peeves again. Mm. Now Peeves is not in the film at all. No. And it was going to be Rick Mail. Yeah. And Rick Mail filmed the scenes and uh, never got never got used. <laughs> you filmed them and went, nah. Nah, nah, we, we won't use this. Oh, and they're not available anywhere. They weren't even in the deleted scenes on the DVD. I wonder if they were bad or something. I don't know. Well, he does an interview, Rick Mail, where he's like, I, I was making the kids laugh too much. That's what he was saying. The kids couldn't keep a straight face while he was doing it. But I don't know. But then I, th- I think Peeves actually... That's a type of lie I'd make up. Oh, yeah, that's true. They won't book me for that gig because I'm too funny. Yeah, I'm just too, <laughs> just too good at my job. But he, he features in all of the books, doesn't he, I believe. Yeah. He's in it a lot, but then obviously he's not in, in the films at all. Mm. But then this scene actually uh, makes me understand why they might not have used Peeves in the film. Because it says they walk into the, uh, the classroom and Peeves is writing naughty words on yeah. the chalkboard. And I'm just imagining in the film, if we see that scene where McGonagall is saying, Harry, you're going to be the new seeker of the Quidditch team, whilst in the back room, uh, you know, in the background, on the chalkboard, is ball bag etched in chalk, the whole scene, and a pair of tits. <laughs> yeah, all right, maybe we'll cut that bit out. There's a lot of cursing in this as well. He's, he's just written the word tits. <laughs> Just the whole scene that is in the background. Peeves! What have you written that for? Peeves! I'll tell you what, I love Peeves in it. We'll talk about Peeves later on because he comes back. But, uh, I'm, I mean, I'm starting to really love the character of Peeves. It's just so childish. And also, why are you having a go at me? This classroom was taken. Yeah. I'm in here writing <laughs> anus <laughs> on this chalkboard yeah he's found an empty room to you know you know like get out all this stuff in his system mm. you know if somebody's got like you know they're hyperactive or they're overactive <laughs> or whatever yeah fair dues peeves actually <laughs> you've taken it upon yourself <laughs> to go in a class where there's kids you've yeah. gone to an empty class to write the stuff in chalk <laughs> fair enough if somebody comes in I would be swearing Look, this is me trying to do something good. Mm. Trying to walk away. She's a bit odd, McGonagall. Yeah. You know? She's giving everyone hot and cold. Yeah. They might have already had that agreement with Peeves. Yeah. She's dragged Harry off, yeah. right? Going, right, you're about to be expelled. Follow me. Yeah. Start, start sprinting. <laughs> <laughs> right? And then goes, right, you're going to be... Um, uh, not only are you going to become the seeker of the Quidditch team, yeah. but you're a first year, yeah. which... He's not allowed. We're going to have to ask Dumbledore. He's going to say yes, because I'm his mate. Yeah. How he's going to go back to the common room, the Gryffindors, yeah. and everyone's going to think he's a liar. Yeah. 
So he's going to go back, oh, what happened? Did they expel you? No, they made me um, a sequel of the Quidditch team. Liar. <laughs> Just imagine if it had gone the other way and Harry's like, yeah, yeah, first seeker in a century. The next day, no one ever sees him ever again. <laughs> well, <laughs> turns out he was expelled and that was well, a lie. <laughs> oh, the, ne- the next secret, the first secret in a century. And then Hagrid just comes over and snaps his wand. <laughs> and snaps his glasses as well. <laughs> Sorry, Harry. McGonagall's orders. You know, the other thing's a right liar. Um, oh, yeah. First secret in a century. Madame Hooch. Not yes. Madame Hooch. Uh, McGonagall. Yes. Again, adults at this school, in the wisdom world are too obsessed mm. with these children's houses yeah. and uh, Quidditch teams. Yeah. Oh, hopefully, hopefully we can win. I'll bend some rules, make Harry Seeker, because uh, last time they won Slytherin, I wasn't able to look Snape <laughs> in the face for two weeks. Imagine that in a real school. Like, imagine... <laughs> hey, we won 3-0 in the football. Well done, guys. <laughs> the teacher's, like, got a hand over her face walking past the other teacher. Don't look at me! Oh, we should never got him sent off. <laughs> you want to grow up? Yeah, grow up, McGonagall. You are an 80-year-old woman yeah. working at a school. Get over it. Harry, Harry announces. He goes to Ron. Um, so Ron, unable, to, like, he's in awe. Doesn't even put the pie, the steak and kidney... Is it steak and kidney? Steak and kidley. Steak and kidley pie. He leaves it, he goes... He's in awe, he leaves it on the floor. He goes, "That you'd be the first... Uh, you're the youngest <laughs> seeker. You know that joke, don't you? What? I had I had a steak and kidley pie. Yeah. Then what would you say if I said that to you? Diddly? Did you? What is it? <laughs> what is it? You go, you go... So I say, uh, I had a steak and kidley pie, and then you say kidney, and, and I say, I said kidley, did I? <laughs> Oh, right, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. It's on. very good, though. Yeah, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Doesn't work with any other pie, that joke. Has to be, has to be steak and kidley. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted. That's all right. Um, it was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> was it? So he goes, uh, he goes, you'd be the youngest seeker in... And Har- About a century! Harry interrupts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Century. Century. Say a hundred years like the rest of us. Yeah, you, you bongo. Who've you copied that off? <laughs> He's so cocky. And then in comes Malfoy. Oh! oh! He thinks he's coming to gloat, but he finds out that Harry hasn't even been expelled. Oh, my God. What a day this has turned out for Malfoy. Started good. It's yeah. gone downhill rapidly. And he goes, uh, he says something to Crabbe and Goyle, didn't he, Harry? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, knowing that uh, the, the teachers aren't too far, so they're yeah. not going to do anything. Yeah. And I got myself thinking, right, this Crab and Goyle, meant to be intimidating, aren't they? Yeah. Couple of fat lads. Yeah. <laughs> As we're told again and again and again. Couple of fat in, lads in, in a school full of wizards. Yeah. There's something not that intimidating about somebody who tries to be big and imposing. Yeah. Holding a wand. Yeah. <laughs> Like, imagine imagine a, a nightclub bouncer holding a wand. Yeah. Well, that would be quite threatening, wouldn't you? Yeah, it would actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, stab yeah. you with it. But you're right. It's like, you know, in this world, the rules are different. Being big, being muscly counts for nada. Yeah. It's the skill you've got in your wand. So, mm. uh, Malfoy decides, uh, right then, I'm going to challenge you to a wizard's duel. Yeah. 
Harry doesn't know what it is. No. Nope. Ron instantly goes, he accepts. Excuse me? And I'm his second. Right? Yeah. What's the second? <laughs> well, I come in if you die. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and you've agreed this for me, have you? <laughs> The fact that we're going to be doing this. No, no, you'll be all right. You'll, you'll be, be all right. right. You, you don't know any spells. Well, I feel like if I was at this school, yeah. it'd be a bit too easy for me to shout, I've had a cadaver. Yeah, it would be very easy to... Malfoy knows it, 100% his dad's told him. Yeah. And also, oh, you'll be all right. You won't be able to do anything. A boy has just fallen and broken <laughs> his wrist because he floated himself up too high. Anything could happen. There must be a thing at Hogwarts because they can repair bones and stuff so easily. Yeah, people have like less regard for themselves. Well, they do. Well, they've blown <laughs> up a cauldron like last week. You know how can how can they not think that they're going to be harmless? Yeah. Neville just doesn't care about his own well-being that much. He's rolling down the stairs. Oh, I think I heard one. She said two. Whoopee! <laughs> Flying off into the air. But it's like going to a shooting school and you're in the first week and you go, hey, let, let's have a standoff, let's have a gunfight. <laughs> oh, it won't be, it'll be all right. You haven't had any lessons in shooting yet, you'll be all right. Two weeks in. They're too excited, they're too excited. Yeah. Yeah. They're getting ahead of themselves. Now, this midnight duel, right, it doesn't happen in the film. This whole mm. bit is taken out. But I remember vividly the trophy room Sneaking around. How do I remember that? It was in the game. It was, oh, in was the it? it was in the video game. The PlayStation 1 Harry Potter video game. This whole bit is in it, I think, where they sneak to the trophy room. I remember that very vividly. Tell me more. Uh, I can't remember anymore. <laughs> I wish I could tell you more, tell you more. Did uh, she put up a fight? They are, they are, right, yeah. not following the rules. No. Harry and Ron. Yeah. They're, they know the rules. Yeah. And they're not by, they're, they're they're egging each other on too much. Yeah. The two weeks in, right? Yeah. They're rubbing off on each other. Yeah. And I love to see it. Yeah. Confidence. Two Conf- boys expi- in- inspiring each other. They are, but Tom, I don't like it. <laughs> I think it's gone too far. <clears throat> My goodness, at the end of this scene in the in the hall, they are horrendously rude to Hermione. <laughs> They, they've agreed to meet Malfoy at midnight in the trophy room. Mm-hmm. We're going to meet. We're going to have a wizard's duel. She goes, no, no, you're going to get caught. You're going to lose points for Gryffindor. A fair objection, right? <laughs> she goes, I couldn't help overhearing. Ron goes, I bet you could. <laughs> Saggy bugger. And then at the end, uh, Harry goes, it's none of your business. And Ron goes, Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's one of the rudest things to say to somebody. One of the rudest interactions. It's just to go, goodbye, <laughs> just when you've, you've had enough of talking I've given out some bye-byes in my life. Have you? Tell me one, what happened? Um, I don't know, it's just like, you meet a lot of weird people on the comedy circuit. Yeah. And sometimes true. you don't want to shake their hand, so instead I'll just go, bye-bye, and walk off without giving eye contact. <laughs> Um, Fantastic. Uh, but it's funny, so um, Harry is infuriated by yeah. Hermione. Yeah. He says, he's never met anyone as infuriating at her. Yeah. Uh, it also says, Harry hisses at her. Hiss! <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's the other way around. I think they describe that Hermione hisses like an angry goose. But he's furious with her. Um, so they're sneaking out for this jewel. Oh, yeah. And they are wearing <laughs> dressing gowns. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm going to have my arse kicked... I want my dressing gown on. Yeah, I do not want to be in that hospital wing without comfy pyjamas, so I'm going to go in them. <laughs> you ever, um, 
Have you done something naughty like that? Like snuck out when you weren't meant to? In school? Uh, not really. There were like a few things we did that were a bit naughty. Like, uh, did you ever go on like a trip away like to some hall or something where you stayed over? People were playing pranks. Um, there, there was like time was where... T- <laughs> you know, like I wasn't involved in this, but we stayed over at like... A, it was like a team building camp thing where you do like uh, rock climbing and canoeing and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But I remember two people had a sword fight with a plank from a bunk bed. <laughs> Where you know, like, you oh know, yeah, 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 you can just pull the plank, the off. slats out, yeah, it's like the guard, isn't it? Like yeah. to stop you falling out of bed. And two people got the mountain started like jousting and chasing each other down the corridor. And that was like late at night, and we got in trouble for that. I think that's the closest I've like been to Hogwarts. One of those like yeah. similar places where you go, yeah. I want to go to one of these places now. One of these halls that you just go to. And It'd be you do, so fun. You do canoeing. It was called Glancin. Yeah, we was went cool. to one. We went to one called uh, Borick Hall, I think it was called. Borick Hall. Borick Hall. We didn't go over that long. Uh, the year above us in primary school went for like a longer period yeah. of time, like seven days. I think we went for like four days or something. Mm. And a lot of stuff happened there. Oh, what happened? It was <laughs> we did one thing, uh, like canoeing in the water, yeah, mm. drawing the water, doing the stuff. And there was maybe it was like a trainee teacher, but you know sometimes it'd just be like all of a sudden mm. now there's a man in year five with you, <laughs> <laughs> a yeah. man who's not that old, yeah, and they don't really tell you what he's doing, yeah. Maybe he's not a teacher's assistant, but yeah. he's like I don't know, maybe he's a trainee, training or something. up, yeah, yeah, whatever. But he came along. And um, he brought this umbrella yeah. that sucks up water. It was like a water pistol umbrella. Right. So, like, <laughs> it sucked up water. Yeah. And he was shooting canal water in our faces. <laughs> <laughs> like, dirty canal water was going in our mouths and Mental. stuff. It was horrible. And this bloke, yeah. he he went, he got a bit too crazy, this yeah. bloke. He yeah. was, I don't know, he was doing stuff like that. Yeah. Um, one kid, like, we were just sat around doing nothing. Yeah. He was building a little, um, like, a twig teepee. Yeah, like yeah, twigs. yeah. And he comes over and just kicks it over. This bloke! <laughs> yeah, proper. We're maybe bl- he was in year five, but maybe he was like, you know, uh, that film with Robin Williams where he grows up four times as quick? Is it called Jack? Yeah. <laughs> maybe that was him. Maybe he was actually an 11-year-old boy, but he just looked 44. One day, we were doing this activity that was very... Um, I don't know. It got us out of breath, whatever it was. Yeah. Run around playing. We all run inside because yeah. we're about to have uh, the evening meal. or yeah. after, And we go in and there's a load of cups of orange squash. Oh, lovely. Orange cordial. So we all run in and we go, oh, brilliant. Yeah. And we all start drinking them. We're all out of breath. Like, oh, perfect. I couldn't imagine a better treat right now yeah. than orange cordial because I've gone the day without any liquid oh, for yeah. some reason because you don't need to give kids water, do you? No. <laughs> The teacher comes in, uh, Miss Brooks, yeah, and, she oh, yeah. goes, and she starts screaming, going, who said you could have that? And we were like, was it not for us? She goes, well, it was, but who said you could have it? It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking squashy nutter. Who do you think's paid for your bloody position at this uh, school trip, you mad cow? <laughs> us! Yeah, what did she respond to that? <laughs> Send us home. <laughs> there was also one boy on the first day yeah. before nightfall yeah. was laying in his bed crying because mm. he was homesick. homesick he didn't yeah. want to be there. And I had no understanding of that at all. No. I was like, I don't know what you... 
I don't know what you're bothered about. Yeah, it, it was really weird. Like we also used to go to a place every October half term with my drama group outside of school. Yeah, but when I I went when I was five, and because I was so young, my mum went with me. Mm. And uh, but but I think that was a strange experience. But yeah, my mum used to take part in all the things for a couple of times. That's fun. Yeah, until I was uh, trusted to go on my own when I was the ripe <laughs> age of six. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny, like. D- did your like mum or dad ever come with you on a primary school trip? No, never. No, but did you have that where parents would help out if they needed a few extra people? Uh, yeah, I remember. I remember a couple of things. I remember um, in reception we went on a school trip. Uh, I remember this vividly. My mum gave me a pound for something. She was like, "Oh, here's a pound if you want to buy anything." She mm. put it in the back of my thing. Yeah, and um, this is reception, so we'll go in, and we got there, and you. I've got so many memories of yeah. adults talking to me when I'm a kid and just having no idea what they're on about. Yeah. So we're in a uh, reception, lining up, waiting to be gone on the bus. Oh, yeah. And then this uh, girl comes over, this teacher's assistant, must have been like 17 or something. Yeah. She starts like saying stuff at me, and I'm like, I don't know what she's saying. And she spins me around, opens the back of my backpack, and just takes the pound out and puts it in her pocket. Huh? Yeah. And I, I didn't... I, I, I didn't even think anything of it. I was yeah. like, oh, I guess I don't have anything. Um, Do you ever know what happened with that? No. Another boy on this, <laughs> on this school yeah. trip didn't bring any food. Uh, his mum hadn't sent him with a packed lunch, so yeah. he had to share half the teachers. That is so sad. I know. Right, well, that's the end of this episode <laughs> of uh, the Pop Vision podcast. I don't think I can carry on. What a sad, sad story. <laughs> it was funny, though, on the... Uh, the, the 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 boy who was homesick on that uh, story. Yeah, I just said, um, his mum came and picked him up the same night. Yeah, and I remember thinking, what? We were on the motorway for hours. How yeah. have you made it here? <laughs> How have his you done it? Come to pick and him we're up. about like an hour away. Yeah, from wow. from from home. But you know what? That's not going to help him. Next time he's on his own, he's going to have exactly the same experience. He's probably about you know twenty nine. That boy now, so under- still, still struggling. <laughs> Yeah, he's in his flat with his girlfriend. He's like, sorry, I really wanted to try today, but I'm going to have to ring my mum. <laughs> Can you come and sleep with me tonight? I'm, like, I'm with my girlfriend, but it's too much. I went uh, I went to school in Spain. And uh, we went on a Spanish school trip. Escuelo. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we all went off in this big, uh, you know, bus. Yeah. And we got to this place for a break, this mm. big playground. And all the Spanish kids started taking out snack, oh, yeah. juice box, a bit of fruit, yeah? yeah. This German boy, oh, yeah. not understanding, thought it was lunchtime. Yeah. <laughs> thought it was lunchtime at 9am. Yeah. <laughs> and he gets out his full lunch and starts eating it. Yeah. Right? At lunchtime, he's in tears. Because <laughs> he's got nothing. <laughs> How old was he? Um, 10, 9. Ah, oh, bless him. Yeah, he was a big boy, though, and he wore the same tracksuit every day for two weeks. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know if he was washing it every night. I doubt it. <laughs> right, Tom, I don't know what your experiences of school trips, but people aren't doing laundry cycles during it. <laughs> he's, not, he's, not, he's there just, like, doing a hand wash in the sink. Oh, I can't wear it 14 days in a row. Give me the air dryer. Give me the travel iron. Look, let me, let me get this right for tomorrow. There we go. Have you got that trouser press and he's getting his trackies sorted? <laughs> right, back to, enough about your life. Back to Harry Potter. Now, they, they wait, they sneak out. Mm. Hermione is sat there like a Bond villain, mm. waiting. She's got the lights switched off. She's sat there waiting like Blofeld with the cat. 
turns the light on. Where do you think you're going, <laughs> Mr. Bond? Yeah. She follows them out. They tell her to bugger off. She follows them out. They get trapped. Fat lady's buggered off. She's gone on one of her nighttime excursions. Uh-huh. Uh, we don't know what she's up to. <laughs> Next, they find Neville asleep on the floor. Mm. It's, what is going on? He needs a notepad and pen. He doesn't need a password, didn't he? Forgot yeah. the password. But to be fair, that password was Caput Draconis last week. <laughs> now it's Pig Snow. Is it going to change every week? Why? Yeah, it's been two weeks. Why do they need to keep changing it? Yeah. Like, if I knew the Slytherin uh, password, yeah. right, I, was at, I was at Hogwarts, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to go. I know the Slytherin password. All yeah. right. I go over, yeah. you know, um, uh, uh, strawberry laces, I say. Yeah. And it opens. I go into the uh, Slytherin common room, and they go, uh, what do you want? I don't know. Oh, sorry. Get out. Because <laughs> that's the thing, like... You- you're going to be unwelcome because either they're going to just let you in because they know the password and they're Slytherins. <laughs> yeah. So he's going, oh, you know, uh, strawberry laces, in you come. Or you're going uninvited. <laughs> so it doesn't matter whether you know the password or not. You're still going to be like a creep who's just turning up without any mates. They are, with the password thing, they yeah. are fanning the flames of animosity between the houses a bit too much, aren't they? Yeah. Keep separate. Hufflepuff, yeah. stay away from everyone. You're evil, you're clever, you're, <laughs> you're brave, you're stupid. <laughs> I don't think Hufflepuff is stupid. I think, that, I think they were nice and loyal <laughs> and unafraid of toil. Yeah. But they're all, you know, it was going to be Harry and Ron. Now they've doubled their pack. They've got Hermione and they've got Neville. Yeah. Right. They turn up. Malfoy's not there. Mm. What a trap. Mal- Great trap. Malfoy has been... Perfect. There wasn't even a hint that he was joking when he asked them to join him for the Wizard's Duel. Beautifully set. And they fell for it. Hook, line and bloody sinker. Mm, Brilliant. Fantastic. He's tipped Filch off. Perfect timing. They're in trouble, aren't they? This has been Malfoy's chapter. Yeah. He starts off. Beginning of the chapter. Yeah. Uh, he's seen Ron and Harry having a great old time. I'll be their friend. Hey, boys, want to hear about me? We're not interested. Fine, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, Neville, you got a new member all. Let's see. Hey, I'm going to beat you up. Jesus Christ, I was only looking. Yeah. Right? Uh, he, uh, Harry, uh, Draco yeah. is exactly what Harry needs. Yeah. He's bringing him out of his shell. Yeah. He's fire. He's yeah. personality, right? He got, oh, look. Uh, Neville's left his remember all behind. Give it here. (laughs) What's your attitude about? Do you know what? And if it wasn't for Malfoy, Harry would never be the seeker of the Quidditch team. Yeah. Because McGonagall wouldn't have seen him do the dive. And hence... He's uh, only having a laugh. Half the time, Malfoy is only having a laugh. Yeah. Yeah. And they've not let him into their friendship group. No. So he's going, do you know what? Well, chase me then. How about you chase me? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> and it works to perfection. It is a triumph. Filch is there. Mrs. <laughs> Norris is there. They have to escape. Yeah. They run off. Neville and Ron clatter into a suit of armour. No, Neville does. I thought it was Neville and Ron. Yeah, Neville does. So Neville gets scared. Yeah. Right? He starts screaming. Yeah. He grabs Ron. He grabs Ron and yeah. they fall into a suit of armour. Oh, yeah. I couldn't have Neville anywhere near me. No. Neville, pal, I know you've been through a lot. Yeah. But you're a bit too much. Yeah. You're a bit too much, pal. I can't... I can't have that. He's exhausting. There's one thing that I'm so glad of being out out of high school for. Mm. People don't touch you anymore. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> do they? How much, when you're a high school boy, do people touch you? It's horrendous. I mean, other other high school boys. Fingers in your ears. Constantly grab, pulling on grabbing your shirt, your shirt. Stepping on the back of your shoes. Slapping you in the dick and balls. Sick pattern. <laughs> that never happened to me in my school. <laughs> it did, it didn't was it? a nightmare. It did, didn't it? It's non-stop. It is non-stop. People are obsessed, are People they? cannot... Punching you constantly. Spitting. Yeah. Nightmare. An absolute nightmare. And if any... There's one thing I hate more is being anyone grabbing me round the neck or, like, grabbing my shoulders and putting mm-hmm. the weight on me. Get off. Neville. Do you know what? I'm going to leave you to sleep in the corridor. Yeah. Stay there. Mm. Stay there, Neville. Now, we get to see, for the second time in this chapter, Peeves. Mm. And I bloody love Peeves in this. He gives them a chance... He goes, ooh, wickle thirsties out yeah. at midnight. They try and barge past him. They're rude. And so, fair enough, wait, he wait, starts wait. shouting. Ron tries to punch him. Yeah. <laughs> Ron tries to punch Peeves. Ronnie, pal, you got to have a look at yourself if you're going to punch a, <laughs> if, if you're going to punch a ghost. <laughs> you really need to look yourself in the mirror. Yeah. You're punching a ghost. <laughs> what is going on in that guy's mind? But then he shouts and goes, students out of bed, students out of bed. And he, he arouses Filch's attention. Mm. Uh, you know, naughty, naughty, you'll get courty. Which is what I would like to say to people at random intervals in my life, I yeah. think. I think, you know, just sneaking up to somebody. Naughty, naughty, you'll get courty. Yeah. Just any any time somebody's doing anything, you're at a pub, somebody's ordering a pint, and I just sneak in. Naughty, naughty, you'll get courty. <laughs> and then, like, simmer off. Someone's filling up their tank of petrol. Just sneak in. Oh, <laughs> naughty, naughty, you'll get cozy. Do you want to try that on me now? I'm ordering a pint. Um, yeah. uh, okay, uh, uh, pint, please. Here's your fiver. Thank you very much. Naughty, naughty, you'll get cozy. Do you want to piss off? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I would target the vulnerable rather than uh, the vulnerable. <laughs> The vulnerable, the ill, the afflicted. (laughs) Rather than, you know, people of uh, strong standing in society, such as yourself. (laughs) Someone waiting for the bus to be lowered so they can get the wheelchair on and naughty, naughty. Excuse me. (laughs) Do you mind? But I'll tell you what I love about Peeves. He's a nightmare. He's a wind-up merchant Mm. with everybody. He gets filch... And then Filch goes, where did they go? Where did they go? Mm. Shan't say nothing if you don't say please. Don't mess me about, Peeves. Don't mess me about. That's, that is what you see. You know me, Lucas. I do know you. Intimately, I, some I, might say. I'm a wind-up, aren't I? Oh, you are. Have you, have you met a bigger wind-up than me? No. <laughs> Never. Nobody even comes close. You are in a different league. You are in the Premier League of wind-up merchants. Everybody else I've met in the conference. Do you genuinely mean that? No. <laughs> you don't? But you are a wind-up merchant. Have you met a bigger wind-up than me? Uh, I, can't, I can't think off the top of my head, but, you, you know, you, you are up there, I Tom. keep it fun, don't I? I keep yeah, yeah, it light. Yeah. I, love, I love a bit of wind-up. <laughs> it's funny. It's never... It's never I always just uh, change a story. I oh, add yeah. something in. To make you feel like you've gone insane. I'm a gaslighter. Yeah, well, I remember this, and you still, to this day, have never admitted that it was a joke. But we were once driving to Edinburgh or something, and you convinced me that I was once driving with you. No, the story was... Yeah, go on. You were driving on an emergency tyre on the motorway, which is illegal. 
Yes. Yeah, and you were driving about 80 miles per hour. <laughs> yeah. Is this the carrot story? Yes, it is. Yeah, okay, keep going. And you didn't remember, uh, you didn't remember, and you were like, oh, no, 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 we were driving to Hull. Yeah, yeah. we were driving to Hull to do a show. Yeah. Uh, for Organised by Jed Salisbury. Shout out, Jed, how you doing, boy? Hey! Um, yeah, and I said, I've remembered it vividly, because yeah. along the way, you were eating carrots. I wasn't. But this is the wind-up thing, man. No, you that... told me that I was eating a raw carrot that had the green stuff coming out of the end. Yeah, the green leafage. I would never eat a carrot. Right, first you were, of all, though. Right, first of all, I don't even remember eating a carrot, right? But second of all, even if I did, I could just about believe I ate a carrot in front of you. You're annoying me now. It would never have the leaves on the end. You're annoying me the now. The carrot would never... Because nev- you'd bought a bunch of them... I at, didn't. ...at a roadside stall. I didn't. And you're eating them as, like, a bit of a... Uh, to get some uh, carbohydrate a in you. A roadside stall? And some vitamin in you yeah. before you did a gig. This is absolute... Boulder dash. They're a little bit muddy. <laughs> they weren't. It's this is this is. But the point Collie, was, you drove on the motorway yeah. with an emergency tire on. Yeah, and that's the story I didn't want to tell. And <laughs> <laughs> and I'd like everyone who knows you to be cautious of driving with you for that. Thank you. And uh, and the uh, the leafy carrots that you eat. That is both the 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 tire is true. The carrots are not. Please do not tell the DBLA. But the point is, yes. right, listen to me now. The point is, um, the point is, I love a wind-up. You do. But Peeves, when I was reading him, I was like, I hate this. Oh, I'm the opposite. No, 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 no. Talk and to it me. It all goes down to the oh. accent and the uh, the rhymes. Oh, it's, yeah. Uh, I don't like it. I think yeah. it's quite, it's a bit impish. Yeah. And he's very old, Peeves. How old? I'm guessing he's old. Yeah. A lot of the ghosts are hundreds of years old. Yeah, that's so true. So he's very old. Mm. So when someone starts doing baby talk... Oh, yeah. I think something's not right with them. Yeah. I think you've got something a bit horny about you that you need. Yeah. Have a cold shower, pal. Yeah. Well, These that... are kids. <laughs> well, yeah, and if he's, you know, constantly drawing genitalia on blackboards... <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe he is a bit of a deviance. Yeah. We don't know what's going Get on. Get him out of the school. Get him out of the school. If, Get him out of the school. Because I'm thinking, right, I wouldn't put a past him. He's flashed someone, hasn't he? 100%. <laughs> I reckon a minimum of 10% of the Hogwarts students have seen Peeves's peen. <laughs> if you've seen Peeves's peen, contact us at pottervisioncomedy at gmail.com. Right. And then, um, so they evade him, don't they? Yeah. And they uh, find a door. Yeah, locked. Alohomora. Alohomora. In. Why lock any door in Hogwarts? <laughs> Is that the best they've got? Alohomora? Alohomora. Hello. Hello, nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that, yeah, yeah. But I think that's, you know, if they really want to keep the kids safe, they know people are going to go sneaking around the Fred and George are about. They're going to have a look in that corridor at some point. You need to put up a bigger trap. Than just a lock. I reckon Fred and George have been at that door. Do you reckon? I'd at least, I think, I'd be tempted to go up to the door. Yeah. And just not give it a knock. Mm. Hello? Isn't that? Woof. Woof. Right. There's a dog in there. We won't go in. Mystery solved. <laughs> they go in the door, they look up and they see a three-headed dog. It's enormous, this dog. Three sets of eyes looking at them. Yep. Yeah. 
Right. They start screaming. Yeah. Dog's looking at them going, hello. Yeah, <laughs> hello. Uh, they run off. Yeah. What is Dumbledore thinking? <laughs> Dumbledore. Yeah. You're guarding a hatch, right? Yeah. There's better ways. There's 100% better ways. Dumbledore is a wizard that can create, you know, he can create force fields, he can create, I don't know, explosions, traps. <laughs> Why is he getting Hagrid to just oh, find a dog? Dumbledore, you've got a lot of robes on you, pal. Keep it on your person. Yeah, why is it not in his office? <laughs> oh, yeah, on his person. Exactly. <laughs> just in his breast pocket. <laughs> not sure what he does during the year. Yeah. They've um, not thought it through, have they? Right. And I was thinking, all right, I've got, I've got, to, uh, I've got to guard this hatch. Oh, I know who I'll ask to help me guard this hatch. My best friend, Hagrid. <laughs> Hagrid, I've got a hatch I need to guard. What should I do? Uh, dunno, I've got a dog. Yes, that will do. I uh, I could ask Hades if I could borrow Cerberus. Yes, that sounds like a good plan. Cerberus will do. Wait a minute, I'll just find me sacrifice and then I'll, uh, I'll have the what? dog for you by Tuesday. Right. Lucas, you're thinking about getting a dog. I am. Uh, how often should you walk a dog? Uh, at least once a day. Maybe twice. They recommend twice a day, yeah. don't they? Once in the morning. <laughs> they recommend. Once in the mid-morning. Would you ever consider leaving a dog on a hatch for uh, two school terms? No, I wouldn't. I think that's <laughs> irresponsible. And Ron is right. He says later on, you know, that dog needs exercise and it doesn't need to be in a castle. I mean, that's not the first thought I would have, uh, Ron. <laughs> But, yes, you're no, right. Ron's right on the money. Yeah. Ron is right on the money. That's abuse. It is abuse. Dumbledore, that's abuse. That, 100%. That hall isn't long enough. One thing, that uh, that dog is going to lose the muscle in its legs. Yeah. Um, it's not yeah. going to be able to walk properly. It's going to be like those like floating people on Wally. Um, you know gonna... when their bones go bad? They're floating around on the chairs. Yeah. Wally. You love using that description. No, I don't. I used it once in an awkward situation. That, uh, there was a situation. <laughs> we did a. <laughs> You're not going to tell this story. There was a. Uh, we did a gig in uh, Leeds, <laughs> and there was a girl. Shout out if you're listening, girl. How are you, boy? Uh, <laughs> where uh, there was this girl in the audience who'd broken both her legs in a skiing accident. Yeah. And she was uh, contained to a wheelchair mm. until maybe she broke her hips as well. Something. Don't know. Both she her couldn't legs, though, walk, yeah. but she'd like uh, it. She'd like lost the muscle in her legs, I guess. Yeah. While it was repairing, mm. and then you went to her. Hey, you don't <laughs> like them people from Wally? And then she went. What? And he goes, you know, the great big fat people in Wally confined to a chair who don't have bones in their legs. That's you. <laughs> I must admit, it's not my proudest uh, conversation moment, but uh, I was getting my way through it, and uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it is, it is a great analogy. So they escape. Yeah. They escape from Fluffy. Hermione goes, it's hiding a trap door. Weren't you looking at the floor? Harry, no, I wasn't. I was looking at its heads, right? But it says trapdoor. Trapdoor! Things gone missing that I assumed was the same package Hagrid's got. I assume it's going to be in the <laughs> underneath the thing. Harry, the world doesn't revolve around you. I mean, yes, it does. <laughs> yes, it does revolve around you, Harry. But you're a cocky bugger to assume it. I love this. 
Harry has got so much stuff going on yeah. in his mind, right? Yeah. He's got, he's learned to fly, he's got an enemy, but there's one thing that he gives all his attention to. Yeah. It's this package that yeah. they let him spy. Yeah. I tell you what, I wish Hagrid had gone, do you know what, Harry? You go get your robes, I'm going to go Gringotts on my own. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it would have saved a whole lot of trouble. And what if, you know, what if he is wrong and this package is just like yeah. Dumbledore's will or something, or, you know, like some kind of gem that he finds. What did it look like? It was a little, little package. Grubby little package. Like a meatball. One yeah. meatball. One... Well, it's, not, it's not that, is it? Maybe it's Dumbledore's meatball. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Harry but Potter a... and Dumbledore's meatball. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a massive assumption, isn't it, to assume, mm. oh, that's the thing I got, you know, that, that's all to do with me. You're crazy, Harry Potter. You're right. <laughs> but you're crazy. Crazy boy. That boy. He's set, they've settled in too quickly at uh, Hogwarts. They think uh, that they're cock of the roost. Is that the expression? I think you're right. I think you're right. Cock of the walk, maybe. Gryffindors walking around like the only place. Yeah, I've got the now. I've got a friend. We are everything. The cat's pyjamas, they think they are. We don't need any more friends. No. But they do, and they will, <laughs> as this series of books continue. <laughs> Wow. What a chapter. What a chapter. It's all happening. What a chapter. I loved it. I loved it too. Right. How many <laughs> three-headed dogs out of five <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> are you giving this chapter? Do you know what? I absolutely love this chapter. It's ramping up. There's loads of stuff happening. We've had, a, you know, the threat of a duel. We've had... He's Quidditch, seeker of the Quidditch team. He's flying about. He's escaping from Filch. We've got this three-headed dog and everything seems to be coming together. The characters are great. I love Filch. I love Peeves. I love mm. McGonagall. We're seeing a different side to her. She's a bit more kind of on their side. I bloody thought it was great. Full of action. Full of fun. I'm going to be... I'm not going to give it five, but I'm going to give it four and a half three-headed dogs, which I believe is 13 and a half heads. That is some good maths. Right. <laughs> now, this chapter... Yeah. I loved it. Mm. A lot of character development. Mm. Harry. Oh, he's... He's something else, isn't he? <laughs> His attitude's all over the place. It's up, it's down. I love Harry, I hate Hermione, I hate Draco Malfoy. Mm. I'm going to look after Neville. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone insults Neville behind his back, I'm going to beat him up. <laughs> He's got a soft space in his heart for mm. Neville. Mm. Draco Malfoy wants to get involved. He's a troublemaker, isn't he? Yeah, he, is. he loves it. Ron, you know, he's a bit scared, he's a bit timid, but he's up for a fight. You know, he's encouraging. Mm -hmm. Hermione's there, she's just trying to be part of the boys, yeah. you know. They're having fun. Can I be part of the fun? No. <laughs> A lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Three-headed dog. I'm giving this chapter four four-headed, three-headed dogs. Yeah. Four three-headed dogs out of five. Very good, very good. So a very fun chapter all round. Now. Yes. Are you ready for the quiz. Uh, oh, normally I am, but I'm, it was a longer chapter than normal, and you've got a glint in your eye. I'm a bit scared. Ding! There it is. <laughs> and, uh, right. But I'm going to do me blue best. Are you ready? Yes. 
All right, here we go. Quiz, quizicky, quiz, quizicky, quiz, 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 Gonna ask you some questions. How well will you do? Quiz, quizicky, quiz, quizicky, quiz, 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 Gonna ask you about Harry Potter, Lucas. How well will you do? And shake hands with me, cause that's lucky too. Oh, why in all musicals are people southern? Because that's the way God wanted it. If you know a musical that's set in the north, write in. We'd love to hear it. Is the one? Billy Elliot. <laughs> there we go. No need to write in. Stop <laughs> typing. Stop typing. There's no need. We've already thought of one. <laughs> Thank you, listeners. <laughs> Question one. Yes. What day are the flying lessons on? Oh, no. This is a horrendous <laughs> question. Um, I'm going to guess it's Thursday. He's correct. Yes. That's Come a guess. On. That's Come good. On. He's in his head. Right. Okay, these are tough, these are tough. Yeah. Um, question two. Yeah. What football poster does Seamus Finnegan have? West Ham. Wrong. What? <laughs> I thought it was West Ham. <laughs> this is a trick question. It's a trick question. Seamus Finnegan doesn't have a football oh, poster. Oh, <laughs> it's Dean Thomas. You are an absolute meanie. I'm not having this. <laughs> question, oh. question three. How does Pansy Parkinson... This quiz has lost all credibility. How does Pansy Parkinson describe Neville Longbottom? Describes him as a fat little crybaby. <laughs> He's right. Or actually, was it somebody else that described Neville as something? <laughs> Who bloody knows with this joke of a quiz? Question <laughs> four. Yeah, go on, what is it? What do Fred and George think Lee Jordan's passage is? Uh, they think it's behind the statue of Gregory the Smarmy. Very good. Thank you. Question five. <laughs> what is the new Gryffindor password? Pig snouts. Very good, but unfortunately you didn't win the quiz. Well, this has left a very sour taste <laughs> in my mouth. I'm going to watch my step when I'm uh, with you next week. <laughs> cool. What? what? Oh, quiz, 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 it's time for our newest segments of the show, Hedwig's Droppings. I'm going to change it every week because I'm not happy with the theme tune. Oh, it's very catchy, that one. Thank you. Well, you've got a theme tune for your quiz, so I think I need a theme tune for Hedwig's Droppings. You know what I did with my quiz? Go on. I prepared one. That's true, that's true, yeah. All right, well, I'll have a think about it before next week. <laughs> so it's Hedwig's Droppings, the part of the show where people send in things and uh, we read them and we answer questions and stuff. What's Hedwig dropped off for us this week, Lucas? He's dropped off a few messages for us. The first one, we've had a message from Steve who contacted us via the website and he tells us, I have just listened to episode 8, The Potions Master, and really laughed about the fact that Snape wants to be Defence Against the Dark Arts teacher, but hasn't got the training. He didn't have the qualifications. <laughs> Good point, he says. But he asks us, if you two had jobs in the wizarding world, what would they be? Ooh, 
It's a good question. Have you, isn't got, it? have you? What have you thought about? Well, I don't know. I was thinking, you know, mirroring with my my work. I could be a teacher or work in a school. But you know what? I would love to work in Ollivander's wand shop. Yeah. I think if I had the skills to do that, to be able to pick a wand for, and to see somebody's first flick of a wand, and you know the magic of that moment. Yeah, I'm going to stop you right now. What? Uh, wanding is a family business. Hey, yeah? I could marry into it. <laughs> You're going to marry Ollivander? Yeah. I, I don't see it happening. I'm going to woo him over a period of three years, and then hopefully he will propose. I'd, pro- I'd do something a bit more humble. I'm thinking, uh, I'm thinking librarian. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking, uh, you know, trolley lady, something like that. Something that you don't seem to need magic for. Yeah, but, that's uh, true. Even be- though you had magic abilities, you'd do <laughs> like a, a non-magic needing job. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much, Steve, for getting in touch. Now then, we heard from him a couple of weeks ago, and he's been back in contact. It's the prisoner of Azerbaijan. <laughs> We hope they're treating you well in there. We hope you're getting fed and all that kind of stuff. And hopefully you'll be released soon. Now, he's skipping ahead a bit, the old prisoner. Uh, He was reading about the Goblet of Fire today. And he says, uh, you know, about the the kids coming from different schools. Yeah, yeah. And he said, when you were at school, did any kids ever show up at your school who were at a different school? Or did you have interactions with other schools on a school trip? He then goes on to tell his own story, which I won't repeat because it's very graphic, about some kids in his school beating up some goths. (laughs) Uh, It's a very interesting story. Thank you for sending it in. Uh, Maybe that's why he's in an Azerbaijani prison, we don't know. Go on, prisoner. Um, Yeah, did you ever mingle with other schools? um, I I remember they, um, in about year one, they brought in some kids from a different school Mm. just for them to interact with us. Yeah. Just to see what that would be like. They buddied everyone up in our year. They went, here's one for you, here's one for you. Yeah. And uh, I remember thinking, I'm not into this kid at all. Mm. And I quickly ditched him. <laughs> Brilliant. Went and, I went and hid for break. Yeah. I remember we had a visit from some... It was for the French department. We had some students from Brittany, which I think... Pronounced Britain. No, no, that's us. This is them, Brittany. I don't know if it's an island off France, but it's where they speak a bit of English and a bit of French. Oh, Oh, yeah, what were they like? Um, uh, They were very nice, very nice. So they spoke like, I think it was like a strange version of French. But yeah, they were all right, yeah. Oui, oui. Wee oui, wee, oui, see see, uh, but yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. I remember going on school trips. We went to Ireland on a ferry once, and uh, then we were like with schools, but they were the, they were naughty. That other school. Don't be mixing with them. They're naughty. Are they? Oh, they're loud. They're rude. <laughs> they stand on the chairs. Not like children from our school who are good. Be good, everybody from our school. You're representing the school. <laughs> <laughs> I got accused. Right, I was in year eight, right, when we had a colouring competition on the ferry. Yeah. Here you are, kids, colouring competition, right? I handed mine in. Somebody had drawn some genitals on mine, and I got accused of drawing rude things on my colouring competition, and I was very rude to the man who was investigating because he was like, he worked for the, you know, Stena line or whatever, and he was like, hey, what will the captain say about this? 
I said, shouldn't the captain be focusing on the boat? Did you say that? Yeah. And he was like, oh, oh. And I was like, it weren't me. He was right. <laughs> you put him on the back foot? I did. Do you know what? I, yeah, I've not, you know, I've not been cheeky very often in my life. But if I get accused of something I've not done, I become defensive. Let me tell you that. Uh, shouldn't the captain be focusing on uh, the boat? Oh, I wasn't expecting that. Oh, and he went with the tail between his proverbial legs, if you don't mind me saying. Yeah, why would you deface your own work? Yeah, exactly. It is clearly the act of a vandal. Yeah. Yeah, so there we go. So that's my uh, my story about... Love to hear from your prisoner. Keep them coming. Keep them coming <laughs> and hopefully they'll let you out for good behaviour. Right, now then, we've got another message in from the website. And Tom, Yeah. it's your sister. Okay. And she's not happy with you. Uh-oh. About your comments last week about the meals that your mum and dad used to make. <laughs> Which one is it? She, uh, it's from Sophie. Okay, yep. And she says, I'm going to stick up for Jude Lawrenson, Mummy Lawrenson. Yeah. She had four kids and a fussy husband. Yeah. She never claimed to be a cook, and I also cooked for your loads. <laughs> what have you got to say in response to that? What have I got to say in response to that? <laughs> I've got a liar as a sister. Oh! <laughs> It's going to um, kick off. Yeah, I don't remember any of that, you big fat liar. <laughs> <laughs> right, so Sophie, please get in touch before next week with some examples. We'd love to hear your response. Photographic evidence. <laughs> you liar. Something that will substantiate these claims. Uh, brilliant, lovely stuff. And the final thing I wanted to read out was this fantastic review. So good, I could almost say it was hyperbolic. Oh. But it was fantastic, and it was from, I'm going to read it as it was spelt, Elena Poops, and it was a five-star review, so thank you very much, Elena. Mm. So the condensed version of her amazing review is, this podcast has helped me through many a week. In the queue at pret I have my headphones in and chuckle to myself <laughs> every morning for 20 minutes, and if there are no new episodes out, I just go back to the first one. I should really be listening to LibriVox recordings of weird 16th century plays, but I'd rather listen to Tom and Lucas than do any of my university work. This podcast is better than everything. Oh, my God. You can't get a better review than that. Potter Vision, the perfect accompaniment to press a manger. Yep. I've and why a... listen to Dr. Faustus when you can listen to Potter Vision? After we, one, one a day, after we did our show at, um, well, I don't know, during the Fringe, one, like a couple of years ago. Yeah. Uh, Potter Vision was going well. Yeah. Big, healthy audiences. Oh, oh, oh. Um, I was walking down the street holding a, holding a coffee. Yeah. Listening to my headphones. And this woman stopped me immediately. She was like, excuse me, excuse me. And in my head, I'm like, she probably wants a bloody photograph, doesn't she? She's seen Pot of Vision <laughs> uh, a couple of days ago. She probably wants a photograph. I pull my headphones out. I go, what is it, dear? She goes, uh, where did you get that coffee? <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, fame isn't everything. Uh. So thank you everyone who's got in touch uh, and please send in more stuff for us to answer next week on Hedwig's Dropping. We'd love to hear from you. So this was the Potter Vision podcast. Thank you very much. As always, please give us a like, a review, a share, a rating. You can catch us on iTunes, Spotify, all that kind of stuff, but you can also catch us on pottervision.com. Next week, it's chapter 10, and it's Halloween. Ooh. Ooh. If 
you've got any questions that you'd like us to answer, uh, maybe you've got a point, maybe you've noticed an inaccuracy of something in the podcast, uh-huh. where can the uh, direct that email address to? Oh, you can email us at pottervisioncomedy at gmail.com. And that uh, email is on the website, if you forget. Or you can just fill in the contact form on the website. Yes, or simply rewind 15 seconds and listen to us telling you it again. I've been Tom Lawrenson. I've been Lucas Kirkby. This has been the Pottervision Podcast. Goodbye. Uh, bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Pottervision Podcast. Uh, the music was performed by Jack Evans. If you've got any questions, comments or feedback, you can put them all on pottervision.com. Also, do us a favour. Please, could you like and share the show? Give it five stars and tell your friends. It'd mean a lot, please. All right, I know you will. <laughs>